Hello everyone, Tim Sitikat is speaking here, Research Associate at the Florence School of Regulation. I'm here at the first uh, Innovation Academy at the Florence School, um, which is organized by our new area, which is headed by Miguel Vasquez. I'm here with uh, John Smith, which is one of the participants of this three-day uh, workshop. Uh, John, could you please introduce yourself? Hi, I'm John Smith. I'm a PhD uh, student at the University of Hertfordshire Business School in England. Okay, so John, what brought you here in this uh, Innovation Academy? Why, why are you presenting and, and what, what attracted you? Well, I'm interested in learning more about uh, the energy transition. Um, I'm personally a macroeconomic modeler. I uh, build SFC models, stock consistent models, and the energy transition is an important uh, factor affecting the macroeconomy and the repercussions around this will have uh, implications for my models. And also I will like to uh, learn from and exchange ideas with the other participants at this uh, workshop. Okay, and um, this workshop is jointly organized with the Institute for New uh, Economic Thinking and, and a branch of that institute by the Young Scholar Initiative. Could you explain us a bit better what kind of new economic thinking are, are, we, are we talking about? Well, the Institute for New Economic Thinking was basically born out of the 2008 crash and the global financial crisis. And there was a great, um, there was a great need from the students and requests from them for a different type of economics because they felt that the economics that they were being taught in their degrees did not address the nature of the crisis and they did not give them a set of modeling tools that under, that had the dynamics of the financial system in particular in, in them. And um, also it's about opening out uh, economics teaching and research to a more pluralist um, view so that it's not um, what some might characterize as a sort of fairly narrow sort of neoclassical view, we have more um, uh, we have a broader view from many different heterodox schools um, and also um, to incorporate insights from other social sciences, um, sociology, law, uh, history, to get a better understanding of what economics is and how, how to do it. Okay, so today we're talking about electricity, but actually this kind of thinking applies to many different sectors. Um, two words which, which are often talked about today are, are innovation and complexity, which for me, it's not always that obvious what is meant with these two words. Could you give your own personal interpretation of what is meant with innovation well, and complexity? I mean, for me, innovation is, um, it's an awful lot like Schumpeter's creative destruction. You have um, a constantly changing structure of the economy, you have changing financing, uh, methods and these things all interact um, and this is what brings us to complexity. Um, you have a very complex interacting system where um, changes in one part will affect uh, conditions in all other sectors of the economy. Okay. And that's why you need new economic thinking because maybe other models don't take into account this strong interaction and this complexity. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Um, and particularly look at something like DSG. I mean, it's DSG just stands for Dynamic Stochastic General Equilibrium. Okay. Um, it's the been the most um, standard method of macroeconomic modeling, um, but one of the 
big uh, problems, it is starting to be addressed, but it, in my view, not quite sufficiently, is that it does not um, accurately look at the um, effects of the financial system and it does not have an explicitly uh, modelled uh, method of looking at financial interactions. Um, and any sort of innovation in the real economy will have to be financed in a certain way and this will have repercussions in the financial sector and then conditions in the financial sector have other repercussions in the real sector. And this is also your PhD topic? Yes, uh, financialization and instability and specifically looking at um, stock flow consistent modeling. Stock uh, flow consistent? Yes, so basically um, stock flow consistent modeling is um, uh, it essentially starts off from national accounts and it tries to start off from the idea that um, banks create and destroy money by the issuance of loans mm -hmm. and um, <clears throat> we look at how this affects the economy. You saw um, a very important uh, you know, effect of the, how, of the workings of the financial system in the 2008 crisis where you had a kind of unsustainable process whereby the banks in the US were selling lots of mortgages and the housing market, because it is a somewhat illiquid market, only so many houses get sold, bought and sold, this um, increase in the number of mortgages that were lent put up um, increased house prices. And then because house prices were increasing, that meant that people could take out bigger mortgages because the houses became collateral. Um, so you have this kind of feedback loop that you don't necessarily get by looking at a sort of supply-demand equilibrium. Okay. So that's a very clear example. And then my, my last question is, we're here at the Florence School of Regulation. What can regulators learn from the researchers who are presenting here? And what can you learn from regulators? Um, well, I'm uh, looking forward to learning from regulators. Um, it's something that I must confess I don't particularly know an awful lot about. Um, but I would say that from the regulator's point of view, what I would like to see is a more sort of holistic approach and coordinated approach um, because you, I find it very difficult to regulate a system in isolation. You do need coordination from central banks, from fiscal authorities um, and to look at, okay, if you change something in this sector, then what is likely to be the effect on the other sector and then how can complementary regulation be put in place? Um, so it's a difficult thing to do, but I think more dynamic thinking is certainly necessary. Okay, so thank you very much for this interview. Thank you. And have a good day here.